everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swikowski. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. How you doing? I'm good. I'm ready for this episode. Yeah. This uh, I feel like this is one that's uh, very near and dear to my heart. Yep. A game changer of game changers. Yeah. As one would say, kind of like, you know, if if someone is the king of kings and the lord of lords, then this is the game changer of the game changers. Of the game changers, yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The capital G game changer. Yeah, Yeah. dude, it feels like, man, this topic is incredible. Because today we're going to be talking about the motivational spiritual gifts. Yes, So, Pastor Joel, would you give us some background on this topic, please? I will. We saw how people confuse the spiritual gifts mentioned in the Bible because they don't realize that the reason there are three classes of spiritual gifts is that each came from a different member of the Trinity for a different purpose. In fact, I think people confuse the fact they don't even realize that there are three classes of spiritual gifts. I think they see it all as one. Absolutely. So we saw that this confusion is the single biggest reason people don't see church as a benefit. We covered how the positional spiritual gifts from Ephesians 4 were given by Jesus. We've covered how the manifestational spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians 12 were given by the Holy Spirit. Now the church is made of individuals with specific purposes in order to help God's will happen on earth and in eternity. The gifts Jesus gave helps the members of the church become disciples, which was the last thing Jesus spoke about, the Great Commission. The gifts the Holy Spirit gave help the believers be profitable by supplying the needs to benefit the entire body. Today, we bring some clarity to the final of the three classes of spiritual gifts. Romans 12, 6 through 8. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether perceiving, let us perceive according to the proportion of faith, or service, let us wait on our serving, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that administrates with diligence. He that showeth compassion with cheerfulness. This was a list of gifts given to the church from the Father. Really given to humanity. Nice. Because these are gifts that are given to all people, believer or not. These are the gifts that are given to you in the womb. Hmm. And notice... Each of them has a qualifier, which is different. Yeah, true. Which the which even further proves that these have been given to all people, believer or not, because this supports the fact that I can misuse or misuse mm-hmm. or apply these gifts that have been given to me in the wrong way. 
If that wasn't true, then Paul would have been wasting his time explaining the right way to do these gifts because God's not going to do them wrong. Hmm. But if I have one of these gifts, I can and often do apply it <laughs> wrong. Yep, that's why I'm laughing. Uh huh. So these are called the motivational spiritual gifts mm-hmm. because this is the cause of your motivation or why you do things, the cause of your energy. What gives you energy? I can do any one of these. And I ought to have some skill in doing any one of these. But the one that's been given to me is where I get the energy. That's the thing I want to do. And we'll get into the specifics of these gifts a little bit more in detail as we go on. But these the the gifts in Romans twelve are are the ones from the Father that are given to us that are your uniqueness, your uniqueness. Nice, that's great. So, how has this topic of motivational spiritual gifts caused disunity in the mm. church? Yeah. Now that we know from the past episode that really every conflict that's happened has caused disunity two ways, a strict side and a loose side. So, but how have people been hurt in the church with this topic, Pastor Joel? So people either think these gifts are not to be used at all, that they had a function in the early church that's no longer applicable, or people attempt to use these gifts in whatever way suits them. Okay. That's one of the things, even though these gifts are given to you, Pastor Jonathan, you have one of these gifts. Mm -hmm. They're meant to benefit other people. Gifts are for others, right? Yeah. And when you use your uniqueness to benefit yourself, that's one of the issues that we see. So the disunity in the church from this perspective is really the two sides go either these gifts aren't applicable anymore or use them in whatever way you want. Nice. Okay. Well then let's jump into the strict and loose side. What, how does the strict side respond to this conflict? So once again, similar to the other three class, the other two classes that we've seen is that the strict side tends to lump all three groupings and classes of spiritual gifts together and then a lot of our listeners i know you and i are familiar with the the spiritual gifts test that people take that churches Mm -hmm. often give ministries give that would show the person which two or three or seven gifts that they're supposed to do because they're good at them unfortunately this tends to turn into people choosing the gifts that they want to do because of how it looks or because of the, you know, not just wanting to do it because it's what motivates them or what they get their energy from, but choosing the gifts that they think are more right or think are better than other gifts. Nice. And you'll see if you you do some more research, there tends to be out of the seven that are listed here, there tends to be two or three that people, I think generally speaking are more drawn to thinking that they're better than the other gifts. 
But ultimately, people just don't know which of these gifts was actually given to them. That's really one of the big, big issues here. And what separates these really from the other two, these are who you are. These are your uniqueness. And a big issue in the church is the church has been very lacking in their ability to help people understand which of these motivational gifts I carry with me. Got it. So it's lumping and they're, they're throwing all of those gifts together. The gifts that are from Jesus, which are the positional gifts, the gifts from the Holy spirit that are the manifestational gifts. And then the motivational gifts given by God, the father, they're all just lumped in a mass yeah. And just pick the cool one. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, <laughs> and that, you know, yeah. pe- people could be told because of this spiritual gifts test, they could be told which one they have and be, you know, kind of facilitated or enabled down that path. And instead of gaining energy, the energy we get from effectively living out the uniqueness God's given us, we can lose energy people can end up being depressed because of get being given or being told a wrong uniqueness. Nice. How do they support that perspective with the Bible? So I would use the same verses above, but instead of helping people determine the gift they actually hold, I'd just tell them to do any or all of them. Mm-hmm. It's just important that you're doing something. Just do something, right? Yeah. So that's where and- the biblical support again, here it's, we already gave you the, the scriptures that show the motivational spiritual gifts. In this case, if I'm on the strict side, my, my biblical support is just to tell you, do these. You know, Usually, a lot of times we're seeing the biblical support is, uh, it's never the Bible's fault. It's either our interpretation or application's fault. Nice. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held this belief? a series of questions, but for instance, who is the cause of these gifts or what I'm really getting at there again would be what's the difference between these gifts and the others listed in scriptures. Sure. Now the motivational spiritual gifts, again, they show where you get your energy. I would ask someone which of these they think they are. Then I would talk to them according to which one they think they are and ask them if they're getting energy. After all, this is how they are saying they want to spend eternity. Right. Now, for example, Pastor Jonathan, you have the motivational spiritual gift of compassion. I do. Yes. I do. So that means you bear the pain of others, especially the pain of their growth. Mm-hmm. I can treat you if, you, if I was talking to you and you said, I think I'm the gift of compassion. I think I have compassion. Sure. I think that's the one that I think gives me energy. I could treat you according to that, talk to you according to that by me sharing emotional pain with you and then seeing, are you getting more energy? And I've seen, I've seen this in you. I've seen this with other people with the gift of compassion where it is this weird this weird dichotomy of energy where I can be sharing something that is the most painful thing that I think I'm experiencing. You can be bearing that pain and getting energy from it. Mm -hmm. Not that you're like 
and it's not an energy where you're like smiling and, and minimizing what I'm dealing with, but it is this energy of like, of purpose. Yeah. Of fulfilling this uniqueness God's given you of, of just of joy yeah. in the midst of the pain. Yeah. You want to hear, like, I want to hear more of it. I right. want to can, you know, that energy being I'm, uh, more more please right more of that and we have an actual really great example of this happening naturally because i've known this about you for as long as i've known you the tattoo episode from season one yeah there was this inspired moment where i was sharing my embarrassment which is really an emotional pain pain and yeah. in the moment that it was still one of my favorite episodes we've ever done, because there is this moment where it was like real time. Pastor Jonathan is bearing my pain, helping me have a better thought process, a better emotion in this area that I had damage. That was me treating you like you have this gift of compassion mm-hmm. and your response proved that you do. Nice. Because not only were you able to show compassion, it energized you. And again, so this isn't so much, do you have the ability to do these gifts? It's which one is the one that is energizing you and that is motivating your behavior. And it motivated me so much. It was so enjoyable that I got my first tattoo on my lower back right (laughs) after that episode. What does it say? Season, season one, episode says, three. <laughs> exactly. And it, it, what the tattoo says on my lower back is for your benefit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Just oh, kidding. Man. Yep. Yep. Amazing. So let me just, let me summarize. Thank you, Pastor Joel. That's a great example. I feel so known. Um, and I love that. It's super frustrating for me when people don't share their pain. And where they're frustrated and where they're anxious and what's going on. If they're, if they're happy, if they're sad. And I, and I feel that from them, you know, the emotions and their feelings, like I'm sensitive towards those things. And when people don't share it, it feels like they're robbing me of something. Right. You know, and they, it feels to me like you freaking robot talk to me about the way that you feel, but You know, in all reality, I've learned that as well. Like our gifts are for other people. So to, to not force someone to share as well. Because you want it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to me. It motivates me that it can feel like, because I don't get it. But part of that compassion is not only this, you know, intrinsic ability to bear people's pain. It's also this intrinsic ability to acknowledge, to, to recognize when people have pain, whether they're sharing or not. That's the frustration is mm-hmm. I know something's going on and you're not sharing it with me. And if you did, I could help you with it, man. So it's trying to take that frustration and not externalize mm-hmm. it towards the person and recognize, you know what? Yeah, this is for their benefit. And if they're not ready to share part of you know, part of that is giving up control too. hundred percent. Oh man. I feel like we're starting to slip into the, the music of life church podcast here. Yeah, I know we're getting <laughs> a deep, doing a deep dive on. Oh on man. I you can, are. Oh, we could do. Yeah, man. And then let's, let's, 
do the compassion one and then let's do the other seven, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. dude. So just to, to summarize the strict perspective, people are encouraged to do any or all of these gifts. They're all lumped together and people are encouraged, you know, do any one of them, just pick one, but they're not actually shown how to do any of these. Right. They're not actually, no one is, is saying like what you did with me, where you're like, Jonathan, I see you have this gift of compassion and calling it out and explaining how to do that and how to use it. So um, people aren't shown that they have this gift and what it's going to do is because we don't know, because it's kind of a shot in the dark about which one of these gifts I should do or which one of these gifts I am. And they're all lumped together. The result is me going to be, I'm going to be losing energy over time. Yeah. Because I'm just going to wear myself out trying to uh-huh. do all of these. Hopefully someday, maybe I'll learn which ones I want to do. Right. But then we're going to be, I'm going to be 60 and 70 years old going, Hey, I know I really like it when people share with me how they feel. Right. Instead of being the 37 year old going, no, for the past 12 years of my life, I've known this about myself. Been able to intentionally do it and get better at it. Yes, exactly. But without that, they don't know this, the strict perspective. They don't know how to do that. So we just watch them lose energy. So they, so really they don't, they don't have people helping them learn this through understanding they're left to figuring it out through experience which may take their whole lives and even then they may not even figure it out yeah man yeah that's a good summary it's a bummer it is a bummer i'm 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 glad we're on the path that we are it's pretty sweet yeah, i agree feel super super blessed well let's go ahead and take a call beep boop bop, boop beep 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 boop beep, boop. and the calls from Crowley. Crowley. Crowley, Louisiana. So we know who this is. Yeah. This has got to be Pastor Rich. Go ahead, Pastor Rich. You're on the line. Well, hey, how y'all doing? Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Joel. Nice to talk to you, fellas. Uh, You know, I got to say thank you for everything you've done to improve my, uh, well, I guess my unity with my dad oh sweet sounds like yeah i must have listened to our previous episode on unity it was it was really good you know very very enlightening i'm I'm interested if y'all are going to cover each motivational spiritual gift kind of something that like pastor jonathan was just saying there yeah we will briefly cover them and we'll also offer additional resources for the listeners Wait, Pastor Rich, why do you ask? Well, the the last time I called y'all, y'all mentioned how you and I don't like confrontation because it causes pain. Is that because we have that same motivational spiritual gift, Pastor Jonathan? Yes, sir. We both want other people to have their pain bared. Is that the only reason why you're asking, though? Well, uh, 
not exactly, but uh, I'm because I'm also trying to understand the difference between me and my dad. Uh, you know, Pastor Jonathan, I think I feel about him the same way you feel about Pastor Joel. However, we just don't seem to be able to end our interactions well, if you know what I mean. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Pastor Joel and your dad both want others to understand. You know, I'm, I'm willing to talk about this off the air with you. Well, I, I feel like I would really like that. I appreciate the phone call because we can talk about this when we cover the gifts. Very well. Sounds great, Pastor Joel. You know, I will hang up and eagerly take notes. And even though my dad may not say it, I know this is his favorite podcast. God bless you both. Well, thank you, Pastor Rich. Always a pleasure. Pastor Joel, Rich is way, way, way ahead of us. Yeah, he is. Well, let's catch up to him. Great. What's the other side of the argument? The other side is God's in control. If he wants these gifts to happen, he'll make it happen. Just <laughs> go along for the ride. Oh, boy. And yeah. how has that perspective hurt people? Well, people are missing out on the benefit the father has given them from the womb. The uniqueness he formed in them that results in them having energy. Nice. So how would you handle an interaction with someone who held the loose perspective? Well, talking about the energy, I could ask when they lack energy or motivation, how they plan to get energy and motivation. Mm. Maybe ask them, are you living out the gift God has gifted in you? Or something as simple as who has God created you to be? Nice. Well, that's great. So when you see this going on in the church, this loose side, the strict side, all of this disunity, what are your thoughts? I see three categories of people. I feel sorry for one group. These are the people who don't know who they are. I've been there, believe me. And these people might even think that who they are is a child of God or right. some description like that. Right. That they think that's enough to define them. But these people don't know their own uniqueness. Because child of God is not your uniqueness. It's not who you are. And these people lack energy and they don't know why. They may even get frustrated trying to motivate others. Or they're frustrated when others aren't motivated. So if who I am is a child of God, then all I would need to say is I'm a child of God and I would get energy is what you're saying. Yep. That. And then how to motivate others too would be like, well, God wants you to, or it's in the Bible, right? Nice. Cause child of God. Yep. Then there's the group that I understand why they do what they do. These are people who leave the church because they know they're different. They know they're unique. They've been told they're unique, but all the guidance they're given is really the same as the guidance everybody else is given. Mm. 
So they know the way they are being talked to drains them. And rather than stay like the previous group, we feel sorry for, they end up drained. They've had enough. They're burnt out and they leave the church. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they do. Right. Then there's a group of people I'm impressed with. These are people who understand who they are, who God created them to be. That these motivational gifts are the spiritual gifts given to them by the Father. These people are living out their uniqueness with energy and are able to help others have energy as well. Nice. So, what is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer is the motivational gifts are the gifts given to each person that defines their uniqueness. What motivates their behavior? What gives them energy? These gifts are given by the father in the womb. So listen here too. We're going to, we're going to unpack these a little bit. Oh, let's go. And I'm going to ask for some of your help. Cause I know these are near, these are near and dear to my heart too, but I know of one of the things we offer as music life church to people. I see you as one of the experts of the motivational spiritual gifts. Awesome. Um, I'm going to just unpack this a little bit. Look at Romans 12 verses four and five. Mm-hmm. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. So these verses show us these gifts are the key to us being unified as believers. We need each of these gifts and they work together towards a purpose, sanctification and repair. Two benefits that the church is meant to be experts at. So Pastor Jonathan, I look up to you and your understanding and your expertise in the motivational spiritual gifts. Would you take us through a, an explanation of these seven gifts. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Joel. This is this is fun. That's fun for me. All yeah, right, I love this. Yeah, dude. So, it's this is so healing, and this is such a big deal. Um, and we can talk about this for so long because oh, yeah. this isn't a uh, you know a spiritual gift test like we talked about that I did back in uh, youth group. This is something that we are learning and discovering more as time goes on. This is a, this is a process and a journey of, we haven't discovered the depth of what these gifts can do and everything that they can do and all of their benefits. I think we're going to spend an eternity figuring out the depth of what all of these mean. But I think we can begin and start to understand them and start to live them out. And that is the way that we will discover them. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, what I want to do is the way that we see these gifts, the way that we teach them is what we say is past focused to future focused. Meaning there's people who naturally think on the past. And then there's one gift that we have that's completely focused on the present. Like you do the gift and then you're done versus the past gift can kind of remember there are people who are more focused on the past. And then there's people who are really energized towards the future. 
So there's almost like right there, you have three categories of motivational spiritual gift. There's past focused, there's one in the present and three in the future. So the first one we talk about is this thing called a perceiver. Perceivers want you to be aware. Someone who is a perceiver helps you see. So if you want to interact with a perceiver, perceivers are going to point things out and you just want to see what they see. So you say, I see that when a perceiver points things out. Nice. A teacher is someone who wants you to understand. So what they're going to do is they're going to teach you. They're going to share their whys. And what helps them feel settled is when you say, I understand what it is that you're teaching me. So if you say to them, I understand, or that makes sense, they feel settled. Pastor Joel and Pastor Richard Tater are both teachers. Yes. So the more Joel is in a position to teach, the more energy he's going to get. And so I help him by putting him in that, in that position to teach and helping him teach more to make sense. So that's, that is Pastor Joel through and through. I concur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the third one is compassion. They want your, your pain to be bared. Okay. Or I like to also say that they alleviate the pain of other people. Oh, yeah. This is very much myself and Pastor Rich. Yeah. So we are in tune with the emotions of other people, the feelings of other people. And what we want to do is help people feel better. So we're looking for someone to share their pain with us and then to say, oh, I feel better. And those are all past focused. Okay. The one that's in the present is giver and giver is a gift that they give in the present. Givers want you to receive a tangible gift or even an improvement. An Mm. improvement can be a gift. And what givers want you to do is receive their gift at a, if you can, a positive, but even a not negative way, like, okay. So givers are looking to improve. Givers tell you an improvement or give you a gift and you say, okay, or even better than okay is thank you. Thank you. you Receive that gift. It's in the present. Now the three future gifts starts with server servers want to fill needs. So what they're looking for is for you to tell them your need. And once you tell them your need, then they want to help you work with you to Mm. clean that mess up or fill that need. Administrator is what these people want to do is they want to coordinate a group of people. These are people that are looking to lead a group. So how you can help an administrator is to share with them your goal and allow them to lead you. They will give you some great steps to facilitate the accomplishing of your goal. Yep. The seventh and last is exhorter. These people are all the way forward in the future, as far forward focused as someone can be. And what they want is they want you to be excited about the future. So these people want you to feel what they feel. Ultimately, the, the thing that an exhorter 
wants you to feel is how much they care about you. So they want you to mirror the emotion that they are putting out. And that is the way to feel connected is to be excited and feel what they feel. There you go, Pastor Joel. There's Man, a brief summary. Great. Thank you, Pastor Jonathan. And so just a couple, I'm going to answer a couple questions people may have right off the bat, because some of these terms, like for instance, why, why did you put them in the order in which you did? It's different than the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the reason is you did, you, you explained it from past to future. So we, yep. we put these in the order from past to future, different than the order Paul, the apostle wrote them, because it does help us understand these gifts better in the order we put them in. And then you may not be familiar with some of the terms that we used. And I actually, even in the, the translation I used when I read the, the verses may have been uncommon for you as well. So you may read these, and this may cause some of the confusion too, as to why we lump the different types of, of gifts. But mm-hmm. for instance, the gift of perceiver in most translations says prophet or prophecy. We've changed it to perceiver in what we've named it because it fits better the definition of that gift. It's a better English word. Yes. For what the the definition is, right? Right. So let's let's be careful not to accuse people of changing the Bible or changing the word of God when we're just changing what the word says to reflect a more accurate representation of what that word means. We all can agree what the Bible means is more important than what it says. If that wasn't true, then everybody would be mad anytime a different translation of the Bible other than the original language was used. Okay. We do care more what it means. Perceiver is a better representation of better. I like what you said, a better English word for that gift. Same with compassion. Most translations are going to say mercy. Mm -hmm. We change it to compassion because it is more accurate representation of what that gift offers. Server is often in there as service or maybe minister, Mm -hmm. ministry. Administrator is often ruler or he who rules or ruleth. And it's really administrator is, it's you could see it as a leader one who rules well, Um, but it is this administrator is a a more accurate representation. So that's really the ones that are maybe the, the words you weren't as familiar with. So any changes you've seen from, from what we're and how we're presenting it are only changes that actually help it be more true to what those terms and gifts mean. Mm -hmm. Each of these gifts in and of themselves are a benefit and all of them are a benefit that work together. And the really, really cool thing and how we can see, and one of the reasons why it's important for us to order them from past to future is because when they are recognized in that order, we see that these gifts work together to facilitate fundamental Christianity, which we know to be do what God is telling you to do, confess and repent when you don't. So these gifts in this order Show us the process for a full confession and a full repentance. So notice, perceiver would be, I know what, I see 
what I did, what specifically I did wrong. What's the fact? What did I do wrong? Perceiver. Second gift, teacher. I know why I did it. The specific causes behind my behavior. Compassion deals with the emotional pain. I don't want to do this behavior again. Perfect confession. Nice. What I did wrong, why I did it, I don't want to do it again. Those first three gifts facilitate a perfect confession. Now, the next two gifts represent repentance. A true repentance involves an action of repair by the confessor. And look at the fourth gift, giver. This would be me making an improvement on what I did wrong, giving something back to make up for the loss. Mm -hmm. And server similarly would be filling a need to make up for the loss. Nice. What is something I can do to focus on making up for this? And then the two gifts that remain, administrator number six and exhorter number seven, these future gifts are really trying to trying to make this repentance become the most profitable version that we can have. Repair. And we talked about it in the repentance episode in an earlier season that true repentance is going to result in us wanting to talk about what happened because it's better now than it was before the damage that was caused. So if I do something wrong against you, a lot of times other people hear about it. So what I want to do in my repentance, if I'm making up something I've done wrong against you, Jonathan, Mm -hmm. is I want to make sure everybody involved or everybody who's aware of what happened knows that I was wrong and how I made up for it. So that I can, so essentially the administrator is me coordinating. The administrator step is me going to the group of people who has been impacted by whatever the sin was. Nice. And then the exhorter would be me speaking well of you, me, the repenter, speaking well of the person I sinned against to all of those people. And the end result would be a perfect repentance. It would, it would, the end result would be. All of these people may have had a tainted opinion or belief about this person. Now, after the confession and repentance, they're all going to look up to the person. Mm. Ultimately, so what we can see, we can see the benefit in all seven of these gifts. We can see the benefit in them being all used together, which would be unity. God desires unity. And when these gifts are used together, it brings the benefit of unity to the church, unity through uniqueness. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.